on 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton, and it is just wonderful to be having a chat to Kate Jones and Mandy Hose. Now, these two awesome people are from Two Peas in a Podcast, and we're going to chat about that in a couple of minutes of time. Kate, Mandy, thank you so much for your time. Hi, Clayton. Thank you. It's wonderful having a, a chat to you. We are doing this via Zoom as well, so you know, in a day or so, everyone's going to be able to come on and have a look at us online too, which is fantastic. Yeah, perfect. Mandy's doing her <laughs> hair right now. Uh, I got my hair cut specially done for it yesterday as well. So we're all good. Uh, Mandy, Kate, let's talk uh, firstly about what uh, Two Peas in a Podcast is. And then I want to hear all of the journey of how you got there. But um, maybe Mandy, could you give us the sort of the summary quickly of, of what, what the podcast is? So uh, Kate and I met 15 years ago, we both had uh, twins, both got a set of twins. She's got ID boys. I've got fraternal girls. That's twin lingo. And um, we both had them prematurely. We met and realised that we had unfolding diagnosis of our twins. Uh, And so we've been friends this whole time. And around about probably two years ago, we were listening to podcasts like crazy, like listen to this one, listen to that one and laughing and crying. And and then we thought maybe we could start a podcast to talk about families like ours, because in the multiple birth world, people don't necessarily want to talk about twins or triplets or multiples that might have disabilities or additional needs. And we just thought, well, we'll give it a go and see what happens. So that's how it started. It's really remarkable. And as somebody who has twins myself, very much uh, pleased that that you're doing these conversations. Um, Kate, it's great to say, look, all right, well, here we are. Let's do this. Let's start this. Um, the, the remarkable thing that I've known of both of you as I've listened and watched the, the various things and read about you is you're both very bubbly and you're very, you know, you, you have lots of laughter in what it is. And that's obviously a, a great start to get into it. But, um, you know, there's still a step to go from, well, okay, this is sort of our thing to now we're going to share this with the rest of the world. How did you take that step? What, why the jump and say that we actually now want to share it? Well, we took it very tentatively because uh, a lot of our stories are personal and we can't share them and they're actually our children's lives and not ours. So we were very mindful of that. But the reason we shared this was because Mandy and I were lonely, even though we have loads of friends and really good support. Because when no one shares your story or your life's journey, you just feel a bit on your own. So we thought maybe... By talking about this, somebody else could feel less lonely because we were 15 years down the track or 13 years down the track when we started. So we just thought, you know what, maybe 30 or 40 people will listen and we can have a, a little community that's less lonely. Mm. It, I mean, it, it's so fantastic, right? We, we talk and I was just reflecting before we came onto this interview and wrote down a few words about you and and, you know, authentic and honesty were the words that seem to keep popping up. And it seems like that's been the heart that you've had from the word go. Um, you, you said there, and I loved it, that, you know, obviously these are, are your kids' stories and someone who's worked in radio for, you know, forever. This is a, a constant battle we have about we want to share our life, which involves our kids, but they're our kids' stories. How did you actually, and I suppose how are you bridging that gap to say that we want to talk about our kids and the you know the additional needs and the challenges that they might go through without sort of stepping too far into that. Have you had to talk that through, Kate, about how to do that? We have. So right from the get-go, we decided to use pseudonyms. So my boys are Buzz and Woody, Mandy's girls are Molly, Man- uh, Molly, Mandy, Molly and Millie and Miss 8910. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 
And we were also, we were happy to talk about them when they were babies because that was a long time ago. So now we shared this sort of education journey till the end of grade six and now we just dip in and out. And now they're nearly 16, Mandy's twins are 16. So we can talk to them about what's shared and what's not shared, but nothing personal. So we'll share funny anecdotes like you would and loads of radio announcers do. And I suppose we feel a bit annoyed that people whose kids aren't typical don't get their stories shared because their stories are awesome. So that's the side that we're bringing to it. But if but if one of our children, you know, had a response behaviour that um, was upsetting to them and us, we would never share that publicly because that's that's something that happens in your home, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, Mandy, the reception has been huge. And so before we talk even more about that and you put a book out and we're going to be getting to, to that as well, but... Um, the reception to this really is enormous. You know, as you said, a couple of years ago, you thought, well, let's the two of us just have a bit of a chat. I'm, I'm thinking your expectations weren't necessarily uh, huge at the time. Could you tell us what's happened from there? I think that first, that first episode we put out, we thought, okay, our friends and our family will just listen and they'll be kind to us. Um, and I think that first episode we had 100 downloads. So we were like, wow. wow. Um, but having said that, we've been 13 years in the world. Of, we've got lots of friends with kids with disabilities and additional needs. So, um, you know, we were able to put that out to them first. And we sort of included them in the first episode. We said, what should we name the podcast? And sort of that got people going straight away. Um, and then it just sort of spread. And I, I mean, I'm not shy. I put it in every Facebook group I was in. <laughs> everyone and I was like just in case anyone would like to listen (laughs) and then we were just getting emails and the downloads were jumping and jumping and jumping but the biggest moment was when Annabelle Crabb shouted us out on chat 10 looks three and we jumped 10,000 downloads in the day and so that was unbelievable and um, we're forever grateful to her for that. Yeah. Uh, In terms of numbers you know some people love the numbers too I mean you're, you're well over the million amount of listens to the podcast i mean I, where is it actually at at the moment uh 1.6 million but who's counting oh no i know, I know. <laughs> Seems we like a lot you know right now we're not we're humble <laughs> but look there are huge podcasts that get oh, yeah that downloads a week so we are still indie Tiny. yeah but we are just two working mums from the burbs who have no idea what we're doing uh, sharing our stories and loads of other people's awesome stories. So for us, the fact that we have between ten and 30,000 people a week listening, we can't get over it. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, it, look, the thing that I think is most appealing is those things that we had talked about. You know, you're sharing your real life. Um, you're, you're talking through what it is. What I have loved also is that you're not afraid to go near some of those topics that perhaps others are awkward about or or perhaps people who feel like, um, I'm not sure how to talk about these things. How do you come up with your, your topics and the, the areas that you want to talk through? We have a big list. We've been busting to talk about this for years. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to stop us. Like even if we go down to zero listeners, we're still going to keep going. Just keep going. And because I think that's part of the charm, right? Is that you've gone, all right, well, we want to talk about anything from um, how people brand people who may have a disability, right? To, well, actually, what happens when people have awards at school? You know, I'm just picking a couple of the things that you've got there. But but these are are some of the, the, you know, this is what everyone in a family has to have some sort of conversation about at some point. And I think that's what's so, so relatable. 
the strength that you have, I suppose, especially Mandy, is that you are talking from a place of great knowledge with your families in that. Um, as you do that, have you crafted and got better, I suppose, at being able to express what it means to live in your family? I think so. I think in the beginning it was just a bit of pouring out and then we and then we had to learn about interviewing other people as well because we started bringing in our friends and we didn't know how to do that. So I suppose we've learned and we've got a little bit better. Then we had to pivot like everyone did last year and we had to do it over Zoom and, you know, all that sort of stuff has been such tremendous learning for us just as people. Like, yeah, this was not our skill. So... Yeah, we're very thankful to Kate's son. He's our sound engineer. Excellent. And we could not have done this without him. I mean, we were just going to record it on our phones. <laughs> and so thankfully he was like, no way. And he just made sure our sound was really terrific from the get-go. Yep. And I think that made a huge difference straight away. And my brothers um, wrote the theme song. Like we've had a lot of help. People, you know, just cheering us on. We're very lucky. Yeah. Um, Kate, from your perspective, as you did start to, you know, this was just a sort of a sharing. I'm guessing that part of it was to help yourselves just be able to get out that big list that you want to talk about. Um, the aims of what you're hoping to achieve for others as you went through, have they been fulfilled? Do you, do you set yourselves new aims or is that still a continual sort of essence of what you're trying to do? Well, I think and I get a bit emotional, but we have made people less lonely. And I said this the other day, but talking about loneliness to people who are lonely makes people less lonely, Mm -hmm. right? So nothing in my life, apart from, you know, children, family, will be as rewarding as knowing that Mandy and I have done this. And even if we do it for two or three years, it has changed my life and it has changed other people's lives. And talking about how awesome my family is, to people who previously weren't aware that they were so awesome has made me so grateful for what I have. And I think we've just got this whole community of people who are prouder than when we started. And I did not know that that was going to happen. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, What I've loved too is that um, you have been Melbourne through and through, right? Like I'm guessing that you've got people who are listening around the country and around the world now, but you're still pretty Melbourne, right? Like this is... is, Very... Talk about where you are and what's going on. Um, there's a charm about that, isn't there? But it's also the, that back to that honesty and reality. Let's not try and pretend you're, you're in this sort of utopian world thing that everyone can relate to. Is that a deliberate choice or is that just part of life again? I remember thinking, listening to podcasts, who is making a podcast in the outer eastern suburbs of Melbourne that are just middle-aged women? No one. I couldn't find one. So I thought I love listening to podcasts where people use their jargon. So when I'm like Eastland and, you know, the IGA and all that stuff, I mean, that brings people in, doesn't it? And, and yes, it probably means some people feel a bit out of it, but but that's okay. We're We're proudly women of this part of Melbourne. Yeah, even more so last year. And when the lockdown, the second lockdown happened, we recorded two episodes a week and we were so proud to be talking about what was our government doing to look after children in specialist schools and mainstream schools that were funded or unfunded. And, you know, that's on the record now as to how our families looked after at that time. And I'm so proud of that. Yeah, absolutely, as you should be as well. Kate Jones, Mandy Hose is my guest there, the people behind Two Peas in a Podcast. We're going to be back with them in a couple of minutes' time to talk about a book 
they thought that you know just doing the podcast was a big step a couple of years ago. Now they're in you know book publishing as well. Uh, we're going to talk about the invisible life of us next here on eighty nine point nine The Light. In conversation with Clayton. On 89.9, The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton. Uh, Mandy Hose, Kate Jones, uh, they are from Two Peas in a Podcast, and we've been hearing their journey. They talk quite openly and honestly uh, about uh, their twins and also their kids generally, um, some of the challenges that they face, uh, the additional needs that their families have as well. And uh, it's been something that has just had a huge impact on so many people. And uh, as I mentioned, I think to, to both of you, before we start the interview, people everywhere keep telling me about this incredible podcast that these mums are doing, and it's, it's wonderful to hear. Um, one of the things that is really big for both of you, it seems in life, is laughter. And it's also one of the key things that people seem to comment on. Why do you think laughter is so important for people to be able to actually hear? I think when you've been very low, and you know what darkness feels like, then sometimes the ability to laugh is, I don't know, it's greater or it means more or something. And so Kate and I, friendship has always been able to be rooted in the very tricky and then the most hilarious. So, and sometimes that's the truth with our families. When we're diverse mothering, there's diverse stories. And sometimes our families are so funny. So um, we've just shared that and yeah, I remember a time where I couldn't laugh authentically. And so to be able to do that now, I just don't take a laugh for granted. Yeah, that's great. Kate, you're nodding as well as we, we're going through that. Obviously, laughter is really key for you as well. Oh, very. And I think that that's what has struck a lot of people. They thought our podcast would be really serious. But Mandy and I aren't serious. No. But we talk about really serious things. But you know, even I remember my father passed away a few years ago. He'd gone to England on holidays and we had my brother and I flew over and it was very traumatic. But I can remember some of the times that stick out with me the most is the times where we really laughed in that hospital room around his bed and he loved laughter. So I just think that we, even in moments of great gloom, you can just have the funniest things happen. And so that's Literally within 30 seconds, Mandy and I can, can go from sobbing to laughing and back to sobbing. And I think that's real life and that's why people enjoy listening. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Uh, has there been any um, flack that you've had at all, Kate, from it? You know, some people be like, well, maybe you shouldn't be talking about this sort of stuff. Or has it always been positive response? I would say 99.9% positive. We've been so lucky. We haven't had trolling. We haven't. I mean, maybe we're not famous enough to get any of that. Um, people have questioned before they've listened, like, could should you be speaking about that? And there is a, a bit of a side where you might have some mummy bloggers, even though I hate that phrase, they're just women who blog, yeah. who maybe, you know, they might go on and talk about, oh, my marriage is terrible or, oh, my child that has dyslexia is such a problem to me and, like, it's a burden. So I, I respect that. Adults with a disability are very dubious about mums mouthing off about their children. But I don't want my children to be any other way than what they are. I want the world to treat them better. Yeah. I want the school system to treat them better. And I want, yeah, the, just the world to accept everybody. I mean, you can imagine how great the world would be. So that's more of our thing. Yes. We talk about our response to things and we talk about... Um, the world's response, like how is society responding to things that are happening? 
but we are very careful. We would never, never, never talk about things that were personal for our children. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's great honour to you in that regards as well. Um, Mandy, let's talk about uh, uh, this book, The Invisible Life of Us. I mean, how did you, you end up in, in our book? Uh, I'm guessing, again, the journey a couple of years ago, you weren't thinking, oh, we're going to be putting out a book together. Uh, <laughs> and for those, for, those, for those who see the Zoom later on, uh, you'll see them both nodding their heads. Seriously. If you're just listening on the radio, they're like, no, we weren't expecting this. Uh, Mandy, tell us, how did it come about? Well, I think even just a step before that, not to blow our own trumpets, but we were nominated for Australians of the Year and that came in the second lockdown in Melbourne and we Incredible. were just like absolutely stunned by that. So then when we got the book deal, I think we were just shocked about all of that happening at the one time. And so, and to have Penguin, Random House, like they wanted us. Like what? As Kate says in the book, we just write lunch orders. <laughs> <laughs> Although, but Kate is a writer, so she took the lead. I am not a writer. I'm a talker. That's why I wanted to do a podcast. But what a what a gift to be given to write a book. Yes. And so we did it. We did it in that lockdown with children and dogs and support workers and husbands working from home and us feeling extremely anxious. Yeah. So it was really challenging. But Penguin said we needed it in by September. So gosh darn it, we did it. And then they said, oh, we never expected you to have it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that... Nobody does that. Oh, well, oh, okay. well <laughs> no give one told it... us that. Give it to a couple of mums who care about the world yep. and they're going to get this done. Um, yep. So let, let's talk about it. In terms of the, the essence of uh, what did you want to get through in the book? Is it different to the podcast, Kate, the aims, or is it sort of the same? Um, it's sort of the same, but it's probably going to reach a different audience. So yeah. the amazing thing that happened with the podcast, of course, is that now everybody listens. You don't have to have twins or children with a disability or children, you know, it just anybody Everybody listens. We have a really diverse audience. So we're hoping that that will also flow on from the book. So the book probably goes into a little bit more of Mandy and mine's story, which some of those things we haven't talked about on the podcast yet, you know, just to give people a little bit of something special in the book. And we go through a few of our favourite episodes, but we write down um, the impact of having those episodes out, why we did it, and then we just we just talk about things like resilience. So there's amazing studies about resilience, but there's a downside to resilience. And we've got a whole chapter on that. And the fact that children who um, maybe uh, have a disability or are not neurodiverse or, or are neurodiverse or have additional needs, they may really have bad days at school. And you don't want to say to those kids, oh, you're building resilience. So, you know, we talk about things I think that people won't have really thought about before. Yeah. They're great things for parents, especially to think about whether you have a child who does have some sort of additional needs or, or a child who doesn't, uh, but are interacting together. And, and generally, that's something that is you know so important to understand. Um, as you, you sort of sit here, so you know, there's the the podcast, and we should say it's two P's, T double O as well. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's it. And so two P's in a podcast. You've got a book. What's next? Is it a feature length film? Is that what's happening next? <laughs> Andy, what's going on? Can you imagine? <laughs> We've done some live shows. 
We had like, yes. five shows. We did one in Sydney and then the lockdown, and then we were able to do two this year. We're yeah. also doing, we're part of the Melbourne International, Melbourne International, Melbourne Podcast Festival, maybe Excellent. one day. Maybe. Um, yeah, and then we'll just see what happens. We do need to run another book, but we'll just get this one out first. That's so, it. Yeah, we well, hope we'll be able to get around Australia for our live shows, but we just don't know. It'd be awesome. Huh? And the good news about the next book, you know you can just completely ignore their deadline because they don't <laughs> think it's real anyway, right? We'll be like, sorry, Penguin, we'll get back <laughs> but, to you. But, bad luck about that. We know we've got another three months. Don't try pulling that one over us. <laughs> uh, look, uh, thank you both for... One, firstly, you know, your time today, but also the work that you are doing. Um, and, you know, we say work, it's it's clearly a bit of fun and enjoyment, but also work for what it is, because it's it's fine to say, all right, let's start this podcast. And we love talking, we love chatting, but to continue it and to ensure that it has more impact, it's, it's doing some great work through so many people's lives. So thank you for that as well. And appreciate your time today. Thank you, Clayton. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Kate Jones, Mandy Hose from Two Peas in a Podcast and this new book, The Invisible Life of Us, here on 89.9 The Light.